Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Coffee with Jim podcast. It's our holiday edition. Today is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020, as we're dropping this episode of the podcast. I'm excited to be here with you today, and I'm excited about our topic. Today, we're talking about the Two Comma Club, making your first million dollars from home with your business. Let's go. All right, everybody, again, welcome to the podcast. I am pumped for today's episode. I've got a special guest standing by that we're going to hear from today to help me with this training on reaching the two comma club, earning your first million dollars from home with your business. I think so many people wonder, what is it that these leaders have? These folks that have had great success that have come before you, what are their secrets? And today we're going to dig into that. Spoiler alert. It's probably not what you think it is. I mean, that's what I had to learn along the way. It wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't that they had better connections than me or they were more educated, that they were better speakers or trainers. But I do know exactly what goes into becoming a million-dollar earner with a home-based business, and we're going to explore that for everyone's benefit today on the podcast. And let's get into that. Let's talk about what are the things, the four things that contribute that make it possible for you to earn your first million dollars with your home-based business and also to help people that you're working with in your team to also have great success. Let's dig into that. And I've got my coffee here with me. I'm I'm drinking my cup of coffee. I'm excited. I'm all caffeined up. Hopefully you have yours. I'm excited for today. Here's the four components. Let's break these down and, and dive into them. Number one, component number one, for you to join the Two Comma Club is personal development. Jim Rohn says, your income seldom exceeds your level of personal development. And Brian Tracy says, personal development is a major time saver. The better you become, the less time it takes you to achieve your goals. So let's talk about that. If your goal is to earn a million dollars from home, and hopefully more than a million dollars from home, but we're just talking about getting to that first mile marker, your first million dollars. When I wrote On Purpose, My goal was to take you through what got me to my first million dollars from home as a home-based business owner. Personal development, your philosophy, and your philosophy is shaped by, number one, the things you read. The things you read are so important. You know, I was not a reader before I came into the business that I'm in, and I I was presented with books that I could read, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which was the only book I'd read before my business. And now I have shelves full of books that are so meaningful to me. You have to become a reader. Read every single day. Dr. Seuss says, the more you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Learn to become a reader and put reading into your daily habits. And we're talking about positive reading, things that can help you, good books. Books that can help you. Again, Think and Grow Rich is a good book that can help you. Dig Deep by J.C. Watts, a good book that can help you. Don't Fire Them, Fire Them Up by Frank Pachetta. These are great books, uh, and I could go on and on and on. And, of course, you should read my book. (laughs) Hopefully, it would be silly of me to make a list of books and not talk about mine as well. Become a reader. Ray Bradbury says, you don't have to burn books to destroy a culture. Just get people 
to stop reading them. Think about most people that are not reading anything. Most folks are not reading any books after they get out of school. Become a reader because that will help you to form your philosophy. Your philosophy will be shaped by the books you read. It will also be shaped by the things you hear. When people talk, listen completely. Make sure that you're not thinking about what you're going to say because that's what most people do and most people are not listening. But when I say the things you hear, I'm talking about hearing good works. I love the access we have to podcasts and YouTube where you can just listen to powerful speakers, great thinkers. Let them pour into you, wash over you on a, on a regular basis, every day. I'm pulling audios from Les Brown and Jim Rohn and all of these great philosophers, Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy. I, I don't want to just read their words. I do want to read their words in the books that I read, but I also want to hear their vibration of their voices. I want to hear the intensity of the way that they speak when they're teaching these things that are passion-filled for them. I want to feel that passion as well. Don't discount the power of listening with your ears and listening intently and letting all of that great information enhance your level of vibration and awareness around you. Also, when you're shaping your philosophy, it's going to come down to the things you see. And when I think about the things I see, I think about our access to screens like we've never had before. But what are we watching on those screens? Are we watching social media? Are we on an endless scroll loop of what's going on in other people's lives? Does that nourish us? Does that help us get to where we want to go? What about the television? More and more, it's become totally clear what the business model in the modern era is for the media. It's based on clicks. It's based on views. It's based on getting us to look at things. Well, the way most people are wired, the way to get those clicks, to get those views, to get those revenue dollars from advertising coming in from the media is to lead with bad news, lead with chaos and catastrophe, lead with things that don't serve to nourish and fulfill us because that's what attracts the most viewers. And I just want you to be aware of that. I'm not telling you what to watch or not watch. I'm telling you what the potential is when you make the right choices about what you watch and what you don't watch. And the final component really of shaping your philosophy, personal development, is your associations, the people that you spend the most time with. Jim Rohn says you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When I'm working with people, this is the core concept that I want them to understand. You're the average of the people you spend the most time with. Show me your friends, I'll show you your results. I mean, that's what happens. We don't even know. We're just shifted so gently. It's like, it's like the way that water breaks through stone, just a little at a time, always shaping, always smoothing. That's what happens with associations. That's what happens with all of personal development, but especially associations. So we want to make sure that you're only surrounding yourself with people that benefit you. Oprah Winfrey says, surround yourself with those who only lift you higher. Think about the power of that. Think about setting a new course for you and, and your business. And I remember I said at the top of the podcast that the path to becoming a, a millionaire in your home-based business is not what you probably think it is. It's not the magical video overview that you send to prospects. It's not the magical script you use to engage someone. It's not some magical way to overcome objections or quote unquote close people to get them into the business. The power 
of your business is the power of thought. It's the power of your philosophy. It's the power of your personal development. And so number one in these four key components is personal development. How are you working on you? How are you working on you? Ask yourself this question over and over again. What am I reading? What am I hearing? What am I seeing? Who am I associating with? And what is that doing to me? And do I like that? Do I see myself reaching my goals if I continue to read or not read, listen or not listen, watch or not watch, associate or not associate? You have to ask yourself these questions. You are the CEO of your life. You are not an employee of your life. We all act like we're employees. We give that power. We give all of the power to decide over to other people. And maybe we don't actively give it over, but by not seizing the power, not acting like the CEO of our lives, by acting like the employees of our lives, we, we acquiesce. We just give the power away because we don't take it. We don't seize it. We don't pull it. We don't command it. We don't make it our power, but it is our power. There are books everywhere, positive, uplifting, information-filled books, and we either choose to read from them or we choose not to. We have never been more surrounded by information, positive and negative. We choose. We have access from every screen in our home. We choose audios and videos, the people that we surround ourselves physically or virtually, the real humans, the friends, the family members, the, the business associates that we surround ourselves with. We choose. We are not subject to the tides and the wind. We are not bobbing around in the ocean. We choose. We are not the sand. We are not the surf. We are the lighthouse. We choose. But we have to make that choice. That's personal development. When I talk about this on stages, I will say to you, I don't recognize the version of me that joined my business. I don't recognize him because I have grown and I continue to grow. And the growth comes from the books, the audios, the videos, the people, the associations. And I can't say that enough. That's why it's number one today on the podcast. Because this philosophy shifting, this philosophy steering, this taking control of the steering wheel of your mind and your emotions and your future is going to make the decision for you. That is that is the decision point. That is the fork in the road. Am I going where I want to go or am I going where the world pushes me? You get to make the choice. Number two, number one is personal development. Number two is leadership. Plugging your team into personal development. You know, you're, the whole idea of, of time freedom and financial freedom with a home-based business is to have a network, a, a distribution force of independent distributors. Highlight, underline, circle, independent. Not people that come to you for every little thing. Not people that fall apart every time something goes slightly wrong. You know how you build an international, a global force of independent distributors, producers, professionals? You do it by creating a culture of personal development, a culture of personal development, a culture of reading the books, listening to the audios, a culture of watching the right videos, a culture of association. Jake Wood, who's the, the co-founder and the CEO at Team Rubicon, he says, leadership really comes down to two fundamental things. And if you get them right, then you're 80% of the way there. The first one is establishing the vision for a team. 
The second one is establishing a culture for your organization that helps contribute to your mission's success. Create a culture, positivity, learning, growth, personal development. That's a culture. And that's what leadership is. It's culture development. It's culture cultivation. And it's culture protection. When you have the right culture, your business will grow with or without you. That is time freedom. Number three of the four, I'm excited for number four too, because we're going to have our, our guest here in the studio, a secret guest here on the podcast. Our first guest in season two of the Coffee with Jim podcast is coming up in, uh, in number four to help us with number four. But number three is simplicity. See, as humans, we love to master complex systems, but complex does not duplicate. You need simplicity. You have to embrace simplicity in your home-based business. What do I mean by simplicity? Well, simplicity is a simple concept. We talked in an earlier episode this season about simplicity, exposure, following up, bringing in a third-party expert signing up the new person, the new distributor, and then teaching them the business, and then duplicating that process. That's simple. It's only a few steps. It's not dozens of steps. It's not hundreds of steps. You don't need complexity. You need simplicity. Simplicity means that new people can join the business, learn the system, and immediately get into production. They can start earning income right away. Their first income is their belief check. They can say, wow, this is real. They may have people around them that are that are negative or neutral, but probably negative or or maybe just are not supportive. And now they have something they can show. They can say, look here, I just made my first $500. I just made my first $1,000 with my new business. But that doesn't happen when you bring complexity into the business. When they have to learn hours upon hours of, of concepts, when they have to master technology, when they have to learn how to use a lot of complex tools, then duplication falls apart. Don't look for places to complicate a simple system because you think that it can't work if it's simple. It only works if it's simple. But that's what we do. We come in and we say, especially brand new people and especially folks that have had success in traditional employee environments or they've built their own businesses before that were not built upon a system of success where they were the entrepreneur and they had to create everything from scratch. They had to create every form and every brochure and every document and every video. And then they come to a company that has, you know, like in my company, where we have decades and decades of success and systems in place and everything is a proven system and they don't want to plug into what already exists. They can't see what already exists because what they're seeing is what they think is missing. You have to embrace simplicity. And ask yourself, before you do anything, why? Ask yourself, before you create anything, why? Why am I creating this? Does it, is it, does it not exist? Or do I just not know where to find it? If it does not exist, is there a reason it does not exist? Maybe it doesn't exist because it would co complicate a system that does not require complication. Your system requires simplicity. And I'm so passionate about that. And I go over this again and again and again because adding complications in my business, which I did famously, slowed down my growth. 
I would start to grow because I had great personal development, you know, coming through the, the organization. We had a culture of reading and listening and watching things. We were doing the right things, but we would always find ourselves not growing in depth. In other words, new people were not having the success. Established people were having success, but it took a long time for them to get that level of success because they were mastering this complex system. When we peeled away the complexity, which happened several years ago, we started peeling it away. We started taking it away. We said, do we need this? Yes or no. And we threw it away. Do we need this? Yes or no. And we threw it away. And what was left when we went back to bare bones was the exact simple system I just outlined. Exposure, follow up, bring in an expert, sign them up and teach them the business. That's duplication. And once we did that, once we got back to the system that we didn't even mean to get off of in the first place, we just kept trying to improve things and make things smoother. But by making things smoother, which we thought we were doing, we were creating complexity that new people could not master. And by the way, here's a, here's a little extra hint for you. New people love complexity too. They love being presented with 50 hours of training videos. They love being presented with all kinds of concepts to master and memorize because it, it, that way they don't have to go outside of their comfort zone. We're all comfortable learning things on our own pace from from videos. We're all comfortable attending classes over and over again. We know how to do that because we did that in school. But but outside of our comfort zone for a lot of new people is actually doing the business, inviting somebody to, to an exposure, following up with them after the fact. That is where people get outside of their comfort zone and they love any reason in the world to stay inside of their comfort zone. So protect your business so that it will duplicate all over the country and all over the world by making sure you're only doing things that are simple. And when people come to you and your team and they're not having the success that they desire, analyze with them, are they plugged in? Are they plugged into your culture? Are they on your team calls? Are they, are they part of the personal development that is going on in your organization? Are they reading the book of the month? If your team has that, hopefully you do. If you don't, institute it immediately. Re read 10 pages every day together. Read a book a month together. Are they listening to great philosophy and personal development? Are they listening to those great things? Are they watching inspirational, uplifting videos? Are they associating with other leaders that have already accomplished the things that they're trying to do or not? Look at that. And then if all of that is in place, if that is not the issue, then look for inadvertent complexity. Look for people that have added their own spin or their own angle on the system. Look for where people might be doing things that are working for them, but don't duplicate. And help people find the simplicity in their business and they will have massive success. Now, when we come back from the break, we're gonna be joined in studio by my very special guest to help us with number four. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. And like I was saying before we went to the break, I have a special surprise for everybody. It's Dr. Danielle Russo. Now, you maybe you know her as my wife, but for those of you that are new listeners, let me introduce you to Boston University professor and my business partner in our home-based business, Dr. Danielle Russo. And Danielle, we're so excited to have you here on the Coffee with Jim podcast. You're the first guest in season two. And really, as I was thinking about who would be the first guest for season two, it really came down to the fact that we have zero budget for this show. And 
you live in the house, so we're happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. Yeah, also, we don't go anywhere, so it's convenient. Absolutely. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. And we are literally having a cup of coffee each. Danielle brought me down one here in my basement lair in the podcast studio where I create trainings for the team and where we do this podcast uh, every week and get this recorded. And the reason you're here today is because today, as we've been talking about at the top of the show, we're talking about how to earn a million dollars from home and really battling what maybe the preconceived notions are about how that works. I think so many people, they look at the folks that have earned the two comma club, they've become millionaires in, in their home-based business, and they see people that are lucky or maybe have some skills that they don't have. And that's why we've been breaking down today really what goes into this, the personal development, the leadership skills you develop and plugging people into that leadership. But of course, I think nothing is more important than self-care. And I can't think of anybody more important to share the concepts of self-care than you with our listeners. So that's why you're here today and we're excited to have you be a part of this. Oh, thanks, Jim. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know that I think self-care is foundational, but also, I guess I would start particularly with everything going on right now, just mentioning the importance of self-compassion, because we're coming to the end of this year, and this certainly has been a year like no other. And many of us, you know, you may relate to this, your your year in, didn't end up like you maybe thought it would when you were at this point last year, when you were coming to the end of 2019 and thinking ahead to 2020 and, and planning your goals and setting your intentions for the new year and your goals for the new year, you were at a very different place. And Maybe you didn't quite make your goals for this year. Maybe you didn't even come close. And I think it's really important to mention that and also to say that that is okay. This year didn't look anything like we expected. We had no idea that there would be a global pandemic upon us and all of these challenges. So if you didn't meet the goals you set for yourself at the end of last year, that is absolutely okay and normal, and we can all relate to that because we're all at that same place. And I think the most important piece is to have some compassion for ourselves and then also to know that it's okay to adjust it and pivot. And I think for, for people who are truly successful, what defines that, in my mind, one thing is tenacity and resilience, being able to kind of just stick with something even when you fail getting up and not giving up. But then also a really important piece that I think people don't often talk about or don't talk about enough is self-compassion. And what do I mean when I say self-compassion? Well, there's really three key pieces of self-compassion. The first is having grace for yourself. It's that self-kindness. So when you have a perceived failure or something doesn't go the way you expected or there's a disappointment, instead of beating yourself up over that or having this negative, critical self-talk going on, we instead need to have kindness for ourselves. And 
know that that is absolutely normal and okay. And we don't have to be negative towards ourselves as part of that because the, with the second piece of self-compassion is common humanity, which means that these failures, these setbacks, these disappointments are all part of the shared human experience. So there's this tendency to think, oh, I'm the only one who you know, feels so disappointed and lets myself down and lets everyone around me down. But when we take a bit of a broader view, we realize that, no, that's completely normal. That's part of the human experience. So that's actually something that connects all of us instead of separates us. So we need to really develop that kindness and understand that that is really what connects us. And then finally, mindfulness. And mindfulness is about being in the present moment. So being where we are without judgment. So accepting what is without judgment. And we need that more than ever right now. We have been thrown so many challenges this year. And we are in a place that feels so disorienting and like we don't have a roadmap for where we are right now. So it can be challenging, but what we need to do is just be in this moment, accept it for what it is and not judge, not judge what is with us and not judge ourselves for where we are or where we aren't or what we haven't accomplished or how we reacted this year. We really need to invite in grace and hold that grace for ourselves and also for each other. And I think that's a really important starting point. I love that so much. And of course, this is, I, I get the benefit of your, your training and your point of view on a daily basis, whether I ask for it or not. How, <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. My question to you is, that as, as we let you go, because I know you have a busy day ahead of you as well, how can our listeners get more involved in actively taking care of themselves? Where can they learn more about this? So as we come to the end of this year and, and think about moving forward into the next year, we need that self-compassion and, and that should support us and guide us. But what is also important is inviting in an active practice of self-care. And this is something I'm such an advocate for. And I teach about in all my classes, no matter what the class is, they learn about the importance of self-care. And I work with a lot of first responders, law enforcement, people on the front lines. So it's really important that they understand self-care and the impact that that has on their resilience and their ability to be able to sustain the work that they do. But it's also so relevant and so important for all of us. And there's this misperception that self-care is selfish or that it's indulgent or, you know, that it's just this buzzword. And that is not true at all. I really see self-care as foundational and the bottom line because ultimately we cannot give what we don't have. And so we need to support ourselves in order to sustain the work that we want to do, in order to allow us to help others and allow us to work towards the goals that we have for ourselves, to allow us to be the best that we can be for our families and those that we love. So 
it really is foundational. And when I talk about self-care, I'm talking about radical self-care. So again, it's not these, these indulgent practices, but instead the fundamental to the very root daily disciplines that sustain us in our well-being. So all of the things that help support you being your best and being your most resilient self, which in these challenging times, we need this more than ever. And it's really important to set up these daily disciplines and daily practices because this is what will make us successful in dealing with all the stressors that are around us right now and will allow us to go into the new year and reset and from this base of dealing with all of these things that are so different, still go into the new year, year setting goals and being resilient and achieving things that we want to achieve because we need to be able to pivot and we need to be able to be resilient, like I said, more than ever. So these daily disciplines of things you do every single day that set up your ability to sustain resilience. So simple things, moving your body every day, getting outside, eating healthy foods that sustain you, drinking enough water, connecting with people that feed your soul, all of these things that are important to consider, but they're also very easy to put on the back burner and skip and not do. So thinking about how we can commit to these daily disciplines for ourselves and track them every day, but doing so without getting overwhelmed, making it a practice that feels really doable and accessible. Um, so I'd like to offer something to your listeners, if you're interested, a little toolkit for that. Yes, absolutely. That would be excellent. Awesome. So I created a five, it's a short five-day series to set yourself up for thinking about self-care going forward, particularly as we think about moving into the new year and setting ourselves up for success and for setting goals. So it's a five-day practice. 10 minutes or less each day. And it's a just a short video you can watch every day. And then at the end of each video, there's a prompt for a practice to do for that day. And part of it, the, you know, the important part is to actually commit to and do that prompt at the end of the video each day. And it'll take you through five days. And then that will set you up for establishing practices that you can integrate into your daily life in a more sustained way going forward. That's wonderful. That would be great. How would our listeners get access to that? So I'll share a link with you and we can share a code to offer to them for free. It's up on the site now, I think for $29. And our listeners are going to get it for free. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That's great. What a great way to finish up the year 2020 and to, and to get poised and ready for a big 2021. Dr. Russo is what she makes me call her at home. Danielle. No, that's not true. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us here on the Coffee with Jim podcast. We're grateful for your time and we're really excited about the, the access to your five-day workshop program. Thank you so much for being on the Coffee with Jim podcast. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
And when we come back from this next break, I'm going to wrap up the show today, and we'll talk more about how you can get access to Dr. Russo's program and exactly what you need to do to get that access absolutely free. Thank you again, Dr. Russo. Folks, it's been an incredible episode of the Coffee with Jim podcast today. I want to remind everybody that in the show notes will be the link for you to get access to Daniel Russo's free course. And the coupon code is the word coffee. It'll also be in the notes if you're unable to write it down. And it's not case sensitive. It's just the word coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E. I want to make sure you get that. I also want to put in a plug for Dr. Russo's guest blog in psychology today, which everybody's raving about. It's all over social media. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes as well. I'm just so excited for the year 2021. We have one more podcast together in the year 2020. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Coffee with Jim podcast. But until then, wishing you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and an excited effort for all of you together to reflect on the year that was and also to make incredible goals for the year that's coming. Make this your year with your home-based business. It's time to join the Two Comma Club. It's time to earn your first million dollars from home. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast. I'm Jim Tanner. This is the Coffee with Jim podcast. We'll see you right back here next week.